The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Well, let's get to our guest, Carol Pepper, founder and CEO at Pepper International. A broad brush question here at the beginning, Carol. We've more or less moved on from COVID, and we will move on from inflation at some point. Um, In your gut, when will that likely happen? Oh, hi. Well, I think in my gut, I would say even this fall, we'll start to begin to feel a lot calmer about inflation uh, there may be, you know, a couple more 50 basis point raises coming our way. But honestly, I think going into the end of the year, beginning of next year, we'll be in pretty good shape. Um, once we get, you know, the midterms will cause some uncertainty. And once we get past the elections, um, I, I also believe that possibly after this winter, we will see a much more significant gains by the Ukrainians, which will impact the energy markets, the oil situation, and globally give us a boost as well. So I'm I'm betting on the Ukrainians going forward, which which is a global event that will help everything. So feeling calmer about inflation, but is that the same as the Fed achieving its inflation goals? Uh, how long before we get there and, and how much pain will we suffer? Well, I don't know if we will ever get exactly back to the goal that they want right now, perhaps. Um, I think they may back off if we see prices dropping enough and if we – See too much unemployment. Also, the you have to remember the housing starts, housing markets over here are pretty much frozen. So they have to be a little bit careful or they're going to completely tank the real estate market. And that's not even counting the commercial real estate that's hurting at the moment as well. So I'm not so sure that they're going to go, you know, we're not going to see 10% interest rates over here. I don't see any reason for that. Mm. The economy is, has absorbed what we've had so far pretty well. And I think, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah, it's a little bit overheated, but honestly, it's not massively overheated. We're not seeing runaway inflation. We are seeing gas prices and food come down a bit. So um, I think we're but Carol, know, slowly cooling. Slowly it, cooling. Could be, it could be a cold, hard rain for markets if inflation comes down but then hovers around 5 6%, mm-hmm. because that means that the Fed will have to get the Fed funds rate up around that level. And we're not used to that at this point. Definitely. I mean, I think that would have a massively cooling effect on the housing market, for example. That would make mortgages pretty unattractive and, and would have a lot of knock-on effects. Um, so I hope that's not the case. I would, I would like to think that, um, again, if Ukraine wins, that's going to really affect oil and energy prices. That rolls through the entire economy. 
if we can um, catch up on supply chain, and a lot of people are onshoring supply right now, so that let's say by next year that won't be as much of a problem. Um, the world has radically readjusted between the pandemic and this war, and certainly mm. I think by 2023 you'll start to see okay. the, the way things have restructured. And, uh, Carol, I just wanted to return so, to your observations there about the oil price before. I didn't get to mention it a second ago, but WTI just keeps on pushing higher every day at the moment, 95.24. I know you have some optimism about the way the war in Ukraine is heading, but we also heard from the Saudi energy minister this week talking about maybe having to curb supply. What is your outlook for the oil price? Where do you see it settling over the next few months? Well, I think certainly it's going to be a cold winter in Europe, unfortunately, and as as hard as they're trying to restructure everything, um, we will see shortages, we will see spikes. You know, God forbid it's a heavy winter. Uh, It will be a difficult winter, and prices will remain high throughout the winter. But I would say that in the long term, what this is causing everyone to do is double down on renewable energy. Um, I'm working on a lot of carbon credit projects, for example, and carbon renewable energy alternative projects in Europe with some of the families that I work for. I work for family offices with over $100 million in assets. And there's definitely a consensus that in the long term, renewable energy should be a good, reliable alternative. I don't think it will ever replace oil completely in my lifetime. Um, But I do think that, um, you know, we will stay in the 90s, certainly, maybe through the spring, and then we'll Mm. see how next year goes. A lot of it will depend on the war, whether it gets resolved or not, and um, how quickly we can restructure everything. So you mentioned a couple of things there that could stoke inflation. I wanted to ask you about the, the student debt forgiveness. Does that add to inflation? Or no, do you agree with Biden so. that no? Not at all. I think it's very helpful for, again, young people coming out of college who absolutely need to have some relief. I mean, I know when I got out of college, it was a very heavy burden for over 10 years to get all the student loans paid off and, and held me back from what I could do. I think it will help the housing market. It will help uh, consumer spending. And, you know, just sort of lengthening the time you take to pay back debt and then forgiving some of it, I think that's a very smart move. We are seeing a lot of volatility on markets at the moment. Where do you put money to work in an environment like this? Well, I think, again, I work for families, and we try to think long-term. What are the long-term trends that you can capitalize on? So when the market is having a, a fearful day, you can take good positions. And winners out of this new Inflation Reduction Act or climate bill would be the climate um, sectors, which are going to get a lot of money flowing into them. So renewable energy, you can look at QCLEAN or ICLEAN, I-C-L-N, clean energy stocks. You can look at electric vehicles, which are going to be big winners from this latest bill. Uh, Look at Ford, which is really making big pushes into electric vehicles, or even the ETF DRIV or LIT for batteries. Um, Because these, I would say electric cars are probably one of the first Um, major changes that are going to happen. California just announced you can't buy cars, gas-powered cars in California after 2035. So that trend we know is coming in the long term. You want to get in early to things and ride them over time if you can, with the portion of your portfolio where that makes sense. But we are in a volatile time, so it's important to keep a large percentage in cash and short-term bonds you know, don't overinvest. Uh, there could be quite a few unexpected surprises or whiplashes. Nobody can see what's coming. But, we're, so, you know, that's why I like a barbell. You know, a large part of cash and sh- short-term fixed income on one end, and then make the bets, long-term bets that you feel strongly about for the other half of your barbell. There are aspects of tech that don't look that good right now. Software, consumer electronics, for instance, uh, if you look at PCs and smartphones. But then cybersecurity and 
data center and cloud all look pretty good. Where are you looking there? Yeah, I love all of those. I mean, cybersecurity, I mean, simply put, go by Google. You know, they're getting heavily into the cybersecurity world. Uh, they just made a major purchase of Mandanent uh, for $5.4 billion. You got CrowdStrike, iHack, if you like ETFs or Bug, are also good to look at. Um, and then even companies like Raytheon, which are technology-based defense companies. So I agree with you. There are a lot, and Amazon, 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 no matter what happens, that company is going to keep growing. <laughs> that company will, you know, it's the GE of our generation. Put it in your children's college fund and you won't be sorry. All right. Very quickly, Carol, uh, dollar strength, uh, very much a theme at the moment. How long do you see that enduring for? 10 seconds. Mm, I think quite a while. I would say another year at least. I don't see anybody else catching up or, or much of anything to uh, stop the dollar from being very strong, particularly right. during the war. Okay. Thank you so much, Carol Pepper, founder and CEO at Pepper International there. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at CutterEconomicForum.com.